Welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. This is Tim, and uh, so glad you're joining us today. It's uh, filming, filming. We're taping this in in late August or mid August, and the beginning of harvest is going on. It's kind of exciting, and there's a lot of excitement and, and grape trucks, and it's it's about to become the crazy for the next three months. And everything in Sonoma Valley is very exciting. But today, today I have a very special guest. A very special guest, uh, somebody who brings the the sound of laughter to Sonoma Valley, and not just because when they walk in the door, everyone starts laughing, but because they are a major producer and uh, a person who gets stuff done. Lisa Pidge. Lisa, how are you? Hi, Tim. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Of course. Always fun to see you. And uh, what's what's who, why are you here? What's the name of your company? Who are you? Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> are you ready for this? <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. Uh, uh, we are the Laugh Seller, mm-hmm. powered by Crushers of Comedy. Okay, so Laugh yeah. Seller is the name of the company. Yes. Crushers of Comedy is the. So, yeah. Well, thing. we we started as Crushers of Comedy, okay. and we actually started during the Harvest Crush. Smart season. idea. Yeah, because okay. there's nothing going on, so let's like everyone's got so much time on their hand. Well, there was no comedy, yeah. so right. Yeah. There's, nothing, there's nothing funny <laughs> about Harvest. <laughs> Have you ever worked Harvest? Um, I've never worked in a vineyard in Harvest, but in the tourism space, which is closely aligned with agriculture here in Sonoma Valley, yes. uh, it's maniacal. Yes. It's crazy. And because I live in wine country, half my neighbors are in the wine business. Yes. Uh, and they get that funny little twitch in their eye. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, nah. So no, I have not. Have you, have you worked at Harvest? I have not actually worked, but I have, you know, tons of friends mm-hmm. that, you know, own wineries and winemakers. So right. I've actually like gone and like just watched and took, you know, took video for them. Right. And, right. Like, Four in the morning, five in the morning. It's nuts. So nuts. My yeah. gosh. And then you can see, um, I always love this seeing up on the hills, the, the harvesting going on, the light trucks are going by. Yes. Right. And they're like, what's going on? Are those space aliens? Or because like people are just, I saw lights on the fields. And you're like, no, those were like people working their tails off harvesting Pinot Noir grapes, right? Yes. So it wasn't hot and stuff like that. So they can bring it in at like, what, seven in the morning or something like that to crush them? And yeah, I see. I live in Kenwood. So I, I there's so much, like, there's so much excess noise in the valley, like the fans and the thing right, and right. everything. And it's like the helicopters. No, it's a pan. I do love that yeah. next door. Why yeah. are there helicopters that were hovering over the field? And you're like, no, that's, did you notice the big vineyard fan? That, yes. For those that don't know, it's for frost protection. It keeps the frost from settling on the grapes or the tender shoots. Yes. Uh, usually in the spring. Oh, I love that. Tender shoots. Hey, tender, we have a fan out there. Shoots. Hey there. Right. <laughs> What's up? Big shout out. I think it's the uh, Western show is going to happen next door. Oh. Everyone should listen to the the Western show on KSVY uh, wow. with George Weber and CW. Yeah, yes, I love good. West. Wait, like country? No, or, literally, no. <laughs> we have both kinds, country and Western. No, it's like they do like a Western radio show. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, they talk about like old Western film and No, no, not like, no, it's oh. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> I'm like really confused on this Western. It is like, like the old, back in the day, uh-huh. the old radio shows. Oh, They I have see. like an old radio style show. Okay, like That's a radio like style. Western, like, come here, Rusty, we gotta get to the train in time. And wow. then Rusty He's like, dang, nab it. It's the same voice. I'm not very good at it. You should listen to them. Very cool. But yeah, they, they have a show. I mean, on if there. they say dag nab it, gotta listen. All the time. Dag- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Crushers of Comedy, Dag Nabbit. How did you you guys started at Harvest? Like, what's the story? Yeah, you know, so um, we started in the harvest season of 2014. Okay. And um, I had been in the entertainment industry, you know, right out of college. Okay. Um, and then I worked at a very big talent management company in, okay. in Los Angeles. Okay. I lived right across the store from the comedy store. Uh, okay. So I made a lot of great friends, you mm-hmm. know, and, but, you know, 
if your parents, if you're listening, I listen to you. They're like, I don't know. You better go back and get, you know, something practical. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, huh. So I went back and I got an emergency teaching credential during that time. I think at that time you just had to take the C-Best. I don't know if C-Best even existing now. I don't even know. No. Now in Florida, you just got to have barely a heartbeat, I guess. You just have to have a twang. (laughs) Like, okay, you can be a teacher. No, So I went, I taught for a little bit and then I just, you know, I was really, I wanted to go back into, you know, entertainment and Mm -hmm. Point, but I had gone off and done other things. I owned my own company in New York City, and I moved back from New York um, in 2013. Okay, and so I, my family, you know, is here and everything. Okay, so you're local. You're from here. Yeah, I grew up in San Francisco. Okay, Okay. and then my parents um, moved up. You know. They always had property up mm-hmm. in, you know, up in one country. So mm-hmm. then we eventually moved here. They built a house and then okay. we came up here and lived permanently. And but they both worked in the city. So they both commuted they to San Francisco. They would commute down. Okay. But you went to yeah. high school and stuff in, in the North Bay. Yeah. In Santa Rosa. Okay. Yeah. In Your Santa Rosa. formative years. Yes. Uh, those <laughs> geeky teenage years were. Right. I mean, when I first moved up here from San Francisco, I think it was seventh grade. Like I mm. literally ate lunch by myself oh. every day for like a year because I had come from San Francisco. You it was so different. Kid. I wore, yeah. I had like funky clothes on. People were like, who is she? Right. Like, they were what's all country and you were all city. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I really didn't connect with anybody. Mm-hmm. So I just like ate lunch by myself. Oh. And, but I was an athlete. So eventually okay. I got to you know play sports and then I became the most popular girl in the school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to say? You know, I don't um, no, I, I really actually did. Um, this is like a, a Northern California John Hughes film. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, where, uh, what are we talking about anyway? Okay, okay well, comedy. Crushes are comedy. <laughs> you were like a teacher, evidently, and somehow you came back from New York yeah. where you were doing talent management or something. Yeah, I worked in LA, so uh-huh. I had to have a lot of experience. And when I came back to a wine country, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just wanted something, I just wanted to change. I wanted okay. to do something different. And so okay. I called up some my comedian friends in LA and I said, hey, you know, I want to launch this comedy production called Crushers of Comedy. It's okay. going to be in wine country during the Harvest Crush season. So I just called a fr- bunch of friends. They all came up from L.A. They slept on my living room floor and we had a show in Kenwood. Mm. Um, you know, it's where we're based. Right. Kenwood, the Sonoma Valley. Right. The, the best valley in the world, <laughs> in my opinion. And, and the sprawling major metropolis of Kenwood, uh, yes, which doesn't ha- has one stoplight. We have one stoplight at Warm yeah. Springs, yes. And dinosaurs. I always avoid that, but guys like, go around. Go around um, but yeah, so we, I, you know, invited comedians up. We okay. had a show in Summer Valley. It, Where'd you guys perform? Um, I, it was a small restaurant in Kenwood. Oh, really? Yes. I'm not plugging any restaurants. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Is it no, no longer there? No, it's there. It's in the Kenwood village. It's called Palooza. Oh yeah. Okay. And we had a show there. 90, we could fit 90 people. We okay. sold it out at 90 seats and then we oh, never wow. looked back. And okay. so I, at that point I was like, oh, I got to find, you know. A bigger venue, right, right. like um, ninety-five people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> big, 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 big. one hundred and two. Uh, so we moved over to um, to Deerfield Ranch Winery. Okay, you know they have okay. a beautiful crush pad. We they started do. comedy on the crush pad. Wait, so in the middle of harvest season, you're taking over their crush pad? Yeah. So it's really interesting. They have um, Robert Rex, who's the mm-hmm. winemaker and owner of Deerfield. He's so amazing to work with. He they always have the bins, right? Right. And I always used to go early on show days and be like, Robert, you know, what about the bins? And he he gets out there with a cigar and he's got the track, <laughs> he's the, the forklift, the forklift and he's moving the bins and we kind of actually um, lined it a little bit. O- only problem is the bees, you know, right, so we right. don't want, but we make it, you know, it's wine, it's wine country. It so it's a wine country comedy. It's a so working it's, winery. Yeah. So as, m- as much, you know, wine centric stuff that we can okay. have around, they okay. have a beautiful 23,000 square foot wine cave that right. we do our shows Gorgeous. in as well. Oh, so you do them inside the cave as well. Yeah. So summer we are on the crush pad okay. for a comedy on the crush pad. Mm-hmm. 
Beautiful views of the Mayakama Mountains. Okay. Um, is it Mayakama or Mayakamas? Uh, and also Mayakamas. <laughs> it also de- it all, it literally all depends on where you're from. Okay. It's like, it's like um, in oh. California, we say almond or almond, depending on where you're born. Hold on. I never heard that. Yeah, well, where, where, what do you call them? Almond? Yeah, because you're from the coast. But if you actually, where they grow, they call them almonds. Amons. Sacramento Amodesto? Valley people. Yeah, they call oh. them. They call them Amons. Wow, that's really great trivia. Yeah, the, ba-dum, ba-dum, Thank ba-dum. you, Jim. This is amazing. I'm going to go around <laughs> saying Amons. So it's I, either the Mayakamas or the Mayakamas. You want to know something really funny? What's that? You're gonna. You can't. I don't know if you guys can see this, but like, I have a pocket full of almonds right here. What you do have? <laughs> I always carry almonds in my pocket. You never. Lessons from the Donner Party from a California kid. Why <laughs> I don't do want, you have a pocket well, full of almonds? I don't want to. You know, I, I, because you know, yeah, I just want to pop like an keto, Are you one of those keto people? No. No, I'm not keto, but I just love, I love almonds. I love cashews. And so I always throw a few in my pocket before I leave the house. You literally have a pocket full of nuts, which sounds so wrong. So you walk around a pocket full of nuts. Oh my Are you gosh. playing with nuts in your pocket? Yes, they're almonds. Yes. They're cashews. They're Brazilian. People say, is that a nut in your pocket or just happy to see me? No, I, okay. that's a bad joke. Um, yeah, I carry almonds in my pocket. Okay, almonds. Good job. All right, so the Mayak- you can see the Mayakamas Mountains yes. from uh, uh, Deerfield Ranch. Yeah, the crush right? pads, a comedy on the crush pad. People can bring a picnic. Okay. You buy wine. Okay. Um, and you know, you, you have this beautiful backdrop of, right. of those mountains. Right. <laughs> and we bring, you know, great uh, headliners from Los Angeles, New York, uh, right. all over the country, actually. We just had a great headliner from Tennessee. She was amazing. Um, JJ Barrows, if you're out okay. there, we want you back. What's up, JJ? You were fantastic. JJ. The best. Come back. And then in the winter, we move to Comedy in the Cave and okay. we move into the Wine Cave. Okay. So, yeah. Troglodyte Comedy. Comedy in the Cave. Yeah, Comedy in the Cave. Where do you find these people? Um, you know, when we first started, uh, I would just through friends. I mean, cause I okay. had so many friends who were comedians, they would just recommend people. Mm-hmm. And, um, it still is that way now. I go to LA a lot and I okay. go to lots of comedy shows okay. and scout talent. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, obviously you can find talent on YouTube, mm-hmm. but mostly recommendations, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we actually, you know, not to like tout or is it tout your horn or whatever? Toot your uh, horn. Toot your horn. <laughs> tout your <laughs> toot, credentials. Toot your horn with almonds in your pocket. Um, you know, a lot of people love love doing our show because mm-hmm. we, you know, we're, we're, we're wine country. So it's all right. about an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, they love to come up. We always try and get like, you know, them to come up like a day earlier. We okay. arrange a wine tasting for them if they want. Oh, no I, drinking on wine days. Though. I have, I have a, a visitor guides if you guys need them. Oh yes. We'll this put visitor guides. Our brand new visitor. Our brand new visitor guide <laughs> now available at SonomaValley.com. Uh, I just wanted oh. to let you know right now. I just noticed yeah. the cameras are not on anymore. Oh, they should be on. No, I think I see They're the on? red lights okay. thinking here. Okay. We're going to find out. It'll be the <laughs> if you can see this. We're only making we're on. TikToks. We're not making YouTube videos. So enjoy your twelve and a half seconds of dancing. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. We we come up and you know the comedians love to hang out in wine okay. country. Uh, you know, sometimes like if they have more time, I'll take them behind the scenes because you know okay. they love to take a tour of the winery right. or meet the winemaker. Right. right. Uh, and people just love coming up to do our show. And when we first started. I was booking a lot of um, female comedians, okay. um, and and a lot of the comedians from LA had never even been to a winery, mm. you know, and um, and so it was really fun, you know, just to to you know, introduce Look at my face. like they've never been to a winery. I know we think that everybody because living in wine country, I grew right. up here. My dad has a ton of you know friends that are winemakers and winery, right, right. and you just think, oh, everyone's been to a winery, but right. it's like no. <laughs> no, every, every day it's funny at the visitor center people like you forget this like they like, we want to go see a winery I'm like oh my gosh they're everywhere but for them 
it's a huge deal. Yes. And what's cool about Sonoma, of course, it's very accessible, right? Yes. So if you're going to take a comedian, so you, you know someone, or you can walk up and go, can I see what a crush pad looks like? And like, here it is. This is how we make our wine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's kind of cool to get the chance to share that with them. To share it with but. men. And the back, the view is so amazing. Like it's like, you know, a lot of comedians, being a comedian is a grind. I mm. mean, like, they are traveling. They're right. like stopping here. A lot of times after they leave us, they'll go to Sacramento. Then they'll mm. head up to Portland. They'll do. Mm. The show. They'll go over to Idaho, and they're and you know they always come and like Lisa. My God, this is incredible. Like, I get to stay in this beautiful hotel. By yeah. the way, El Pueblo Inn, our our hotel oh, really? sponsor. That's a great partner. place. We great love them. Right there, nice yes. people. We right love like that spot. They're so awesome. So they're not sleeping on your couch anymore. Not anymore. That was wow. just the first year. But then we, you know, we moved into the big leagues. Uh, <laughs> and but you know it was fun. Mm-hmm. We actually. We we had a house full of comedians on the, during the earthquake. I think that was, what year was that? Maybe it was like 2015. When did we have our oh, big earthquake? The Napa earthquake? Yeah, Napa earthquake. Um, oh, God, it was horrible. I think it was 15. 15, yeah. yeah. And it was fun. Just <laughs> a note from the tourism board. There's never any natural disasters in Sonoma Valley in California. It wasn't even in Sonoma Valley. It was in the other all, valley. All the way over in Napa. Well, they make auto parts, not wine. <laughs> We love Napa dearly. Yes, we, we do. That. I do shows in Napa. I know you do shows. Yes. Well, let's, okay, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. You have a show coming up, one, actually this weekend, I think, Jeff Capri yeah. in Sonoma Valley. And then the next week, you go over to Napa Valley. Yes. So here you're at Deerfield Ranch. Where do you do your shows in Napa? We do our shows at the Meritage Resort. Okay. Um, we started at uh, uh, Charles Krug Winery oh, right, yeah. in St. Helena. They and do a I, lot of concerts and stuff up there. They do yeah. now. They have the Blue Note now. And uh, we were there for like four years. I okay. love the Mondavi family. They're mm-hmm. such an incredible, gracious, they're amazing mm-hmm. people. Um, they own that winery. And we started there. And then, you know, COVID hit. And so... We were oh, good. COVID. Yeah. That's a, that was a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Should right. I mention there was a pandemic? <laughs> right. uh, that Yeah. And so we when we came back, they were, you know, it, it was hard for wineries too because you know, mm. everyone lost staff and they're just, everyone's getting their footing even mm-hmm. like, you know, two years later. And so right. we, uh, the Meritage and Vista Cleaner reached out to us and okay. they wanted to bring comedy. Um, and so we were there now. A- and the resort itself. At the resort. Okay. Yeah. And we also do, I developed a show there that uh, I just love and it's actually becoming very popular. Um, it's called Cooking with Comedians. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. Like, is there a kitchen that they yes. cook at? So I've been conceptualizing this idea of cooking with comedians. I, mm-hmm. I wanted like just I mean, there's a ton of you know comedians that cook on TV with right. with chefs and but you know it's, this is a live show and okay. we're wine country. We have so much to offer here. Mm-hmm. Lo- you know, local produce, local food, everything. Mm-hmm. And so I had been thinking about this for years. And then when Marichish called me and said, "Hey, we want to offer stand up," I said, mm-hmm. "Great." I went over, took a tour of the property, and they have this incredible food and wine center. Oh, okay. It's a test kitchen. Gotcha. They do food. Sh- they do food. Uh, they do cooking like classes. Demonstrations got it. Dem- demos there. Yeah. So I. Talk to the, it's family owned still too. So okay, I talked okay. to the, um, talked to the um, manager, the mm-hmm. general manager, and I told him about the idea. And he goes, "Can we do that once a week?" Once <laughs> and a I week. said, "Can we just try once a month?" Yeah. And it's great. It's incredible. It's um, a comedian um, with a, you know one of their five star chefs there, and it's a does little it, bit stand up. Does a comedian bring like a recipe they like, or is it like the chef? Just surprises the comedian with something. So uh, it's the, they they fix the menu. It's a three okay. course um, meal. Oh, so people are eating the food too. Yeah, yeah. We have an oh. audience. We we can fit thirty six to forty in oh, the okay. uh, test kitchen. Okay. And so um, we Chef Brian Gardner is our main mm-hmm. chef, and he thinks of all the recipes, and you know, is amazing. He, sometimes I'm like Brian, you cannot be funnier than the comedians. He's oh, right. so amazing. Right, right. Um, but it, it starts with you know the comedian starts with a little stand up, mm-hmm. maybe about five minutes, you know, just because you know. People 
get people right. loose. Right. Everyone's got their glass of wine when they walk in or beer, cocktail, <laughs> right. whatever. Right. And then she, you know, or he or she's like, let's start cooking. And the chef comes out. They He starts demoing all the dishes. Okay. Okay. And okay. then each, you know, each plate is dropped. The comic is bantering with the, the comics, not themselves cooking dicing they are sometimes they do okay for covid we we kind of they didn't want a lot of touching right and, you know so it's mostly just commentary okay it's Got hilarious it. people love it okay. you know and and then they drop the course and people get to see, we turn the music up people enjoy Got we Got get it. you know we have a lot of bachelorette parties that come and uh, birthday okay. parties okay that course is fi- you know, finished. They take the course and then Comet goes back up. They cook, they prepare the next course. Okay, okay. So it's really fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the audience can ask questions. Okay. I mean, it's actually really, you know, laid back too. I mean, we invite the audience to go in the kitchen. If you want to stand around the cooktop and, and watch. And they can see it from where they're sitting. Yeah. We okay. have big, you know, video screens above every um, okay, chair. Okay, you should okay. come out. I'm gonna, you sh- can you be my guest at our next I Thing With Comedians? I would love to be your guest. I would love to be your guest. We have our next Cooking With Comedians August 26th. Okay. Uh, it's a Friday. It's always on a Friday. Okay. okay. And it's Kabir Singh. And okay. I don't know if you know Kabir Singh. No, but I see. He's amazing. Do I see his name? No. Did he? Kabir. So Friday, he's right on the cooking part. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I think your camera. Hold on here. I think it. <laughs> Are you still on the camera? Uh, I can't see myself. You can't. No. Can you see yourself now? No. Oh, hold on. Let me touch it. You went. There I go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now you're sideways. Hold on. Wow. Wait. Wait. Are those bags I'm looking no, at? No, you look Whoa. great. You okay. look great. Oh. <laughs> I actually applied a little cover-up this morning. Did you? Just for oh, you, Tim. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> typical in Sonoma, we always dress up in our finery and the stuff there. I know. Yep. It's very casual around here. Um, oh. Okay, so people do cooking with comedians Yeah. Um, over in Napa. Um, you've also got alternating them between Sonoma and Napa, the, yeah. the, the crushers of comedy, wine country style yeah. Shows. Well, we do. So in Napa, it's cooking with comedians on Friday night. Okay. And then the same comedian the next night in their vintner's room or in their wine cave. Oh, I, and that's why yeah. I see Kabir Singh here. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got it. So he's there. The comics there Friday for cooking. And then the next night they have a regular stand up show. Got it. So they do yeah. two shows yeah. in a weekend there with you guys. Wow. You make yeah. it work hard over there. You're yeah. Like, they're a really great, great crew over there. That's, that's pretty good. And it's wine centric too, because our next show act for Kabir, it's in the wine cave. Okay. Um, and there's actually two wineries on site there. Right. You know, so, so we, we they sponsor a lot of our shows. They okay. like the last show they brought in, they did, they did tasting for all the guests and, <laughs> Um, you know, and people love it. Every for cooking, it's mostly out of towners, mm-hmm. and you know, people staying at the resort, right? And um, people always leave, and they're like, "Gosh, that was so fun!" It's like you get you get laughter, you get great meal, you get great wine, right, right. You, you learn how to you learn tips. You're you like really another day of tips. wine country every day. Yes. It's like this every day, yes. every day. Um, I have a quick question for you then. Yeah. So um, other people coming up, I see Pauline Yasuda. Yeah. Um, a guy named Jose Sardui. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over in Napa, you've got Carrie Pomeroli. 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 Yes. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Carrie, for mis- mispronouncing your name there. Um, and then you've got something down in Palm Springs. Yes. Yeah, so our new um, our new venture is we bring wine country to Palm Springs. Okay. So we present comedy and wine nights mm-hmm. at the Kimpton Rowan okay. um, in downtown Palm Springs on the rooftop, and we bring a winery partner with us. Got it. Got yeah. It. And so um, oh, this is sort of like how the wineries use cruise ships, right? Yeah. And they go there and said, "You're just going down to Palm Springs." Yeah, we go down to Palm That's Springs. Smart. The wine we usually have a winemaker. Um, we had uh, Angelie Mondavi. She's a great friend. She came down with us. She brings her wine and she does presents a tasting. Okay. And then after the tasting. We move into the main room and we have our comedy show and people can buy, buy, buy a bottle that they like from the tasting, bring it to their table. Smart and, idea. You know, okay. I like yeah. It. We have um, a ne- our next show in Palm Springs is September 27. Okay. Yeah. 
How do you keep all that stuff in your head? I don't know. And I have a five-year-old too. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh. I know. So, okay. But you're not a comedian yourself, you said. I am not. No. Yeah. I I worked in the management side of, mm-hmm. you know, talent industry. Were you one of those cutthroat agent types of people? I was just an assistant. So, no, be I mean, no, be I, I, you know, I'm, I, I left the entertainment industry on the management side and the mm-hmm. agency side because it was too cutthroat for me. Was it? I, oh gosh, I had so many hard times working at, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's hard. I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, agents and managers, I don't think it's that way today because mm-hmm. people are a little bit more chill, but back then it was just like, you know, you're, what are you doing? Like, why did you, you know, Whoopi was on that call and, you know, Whoopi Goldberg was one of our clients, uh, okay. my, my boss's did client. Did you say something wrong at one time and like? No, nothing. It's just like you, you have to be on all the time. You gotcha. can't, and you're rolling calls and you're, you know, everything is so urgent and I just couldn't take it. <laughs> and you're like, you know, we're just, we're just making a TV show here, people. We're not in the <laughs> ER, right? Like we're not literally saving lives. It's just. Yeah, but. it was really, I mean, you've probably seen a show called Swimming with Sharks. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't seen that, it's, it, God, that's. It's an old film. It's probably from the 80s, but it's about like the life of a talent agent, right, an right. assistant to a major talent agent and how this guy like captures his his boss and like holds, holds him captive and ties him up. <laughs> well, I mean, I still have friends in the business who are now have gone on to become producers mm-hmm. and, and they're agents now. And, you know, we talk about those times. When right. Like I remember one time I had to go to the emergency room. I had the worst ulcer. I was like, oh, and it was just because so much stress. You had stress. You know? And you were yeah. like, what, in your 20s or 30s? I was in my like, 20s. Yeah. Like just that's mid not 20s. I know. That's not yeah. It was kind of crazy. So, but I've always loved, you know, that's, you know, the, the, side, the entertainment industry. But you know, you were never a performer like in high school. You weren't in no, Oklahoma or something like that. No, I never, I was never a theater geek or anything. Like okay. I was always behind the scenes. I was okay. always the one who like, you know, managing everything, you know, which is what a producer does. Right. You running, know? running the front office, making sure the tickets were sold. Yes. Stuff was happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that, so, but you don't do music. Like you chose comedy instead of like, or I, do people do stand up soliloquies? That sounds kind of boring, but like why, why comedians and not banjo players. You know, I love comedy. I've always loved comedy. I I grew up in a family where we just my you know, I had the type of parents who I'd come home from practice and mm-hmm. my parents would be sitting on the dinner table with bras on their head and they would act like nothing was going on, you know. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh, hi." I'd bring friends home and they'd just be I'd be like, just, "I'm yeah." <laughs> yeah, they did. I I just that's a true story. I came uh-huh. home and I came home and I brought a couple friends from, you know, high school or whatever and right. my parents were eating. They're like, "Hi, how are you guys doing?" They had bras on their oh head and you know, they, they were very, they're silly, you know, and my mom is very silly. And so we just always love to laugh. But I never really, I was voted class clown in high school. Okay. So you did have a sense of humor or a performance streak. Yeah, but I never. I was an athlete, so I was an athlete. Would you play soccer or what? Sure, my lesbian is really coming out. My my butch side is coming out. People, no. What sport did you play? I played basketball. You played basketball, tennis, tennis, volleyball, all of them. Keep going and. Don't laugh. Badminton. Badminton. Yes. You were a badminton kid. Yes. You know, I don't it laugh because I've seen those guys. They mm-hmm. move so fast. Yes. And um, it's a tough sport. It is. I. I mean, we we play in like the North Coast Championships, and I would just get my butt whipped. Like yeah. I thought it was pretty good, and I'd get slammed on. Like, ah! no, well, okay. No. This is kind of fun. There are sports yeah. in America that are drinking sports. Badminton and ping pong. And then you go to other countries. Yeah. Like where ping pong is like, oh, yeah. I'm going to kill you with this ping pong ball. Oh, Asian. Like in China or something yeah, like that. China yeah, China and Philippines. Japan, I mean, like, it's like crazy. Yeah. You know? They go serious. They yeah. go hard. Yeah. So let's look at that. You did all these sports and then you're like, but you're the class clown. Yeah, I was a class clown. And I okay. always was a jokester. and But I never, you know, I, I never had any desire to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I don't think I'm smart enough. <laughs> 
What? Comics are comics are, are very they're, they're the most intelligent people on the planet. I mean, a comic was just telling me a story about how he got hired for a job that's a really high profile job at a huge tech company, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't know why. I just was looking for a job and they hired me and mm-hmm. because they the, the like the the owner of the the company was like I know how smart comedians are and I know mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Okay." And <laughs> sure enough, he was guy was right. It just takes, you know, do creative you think, brain, brain power. Is it because they have the ability to see like like a lot of comedies based on absurdity? Right, like you have a certain situation and it's ridiculous, and so they kind of talk about they, they laugh about it because you can you can laugh or you can cry. Right? right? Is it that they're so quick to see size up a situation that that's the sign of their intelligence, or is it like they're really good at like they're super mathematicians that we don't know about that's been untapped or something? What? I think both. I think I think comedians have a and this is no you know this is not a negative on my all my comedian family out mm-hmm. comedic family out we there. We love you all. We love I, you. I lo- and you know every I love every comedian that comes through. I love them. They're like family. Right, right. My child has been to every comedy club in LA and she sits outside the comics watcher. I run in, I go scout a comic, come out. <laughs> it's like You're it's, leaving your kid out there in a Hollywood bowl. Yeah, and I trust them. I trust like a five-year-old. Them. My wife is there too. She's okay, out there too. Okay. She's watching Carly. Shout out to Carly. Good job, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> and well, what was your question? No. Um I think that Comedians mm-hmm. are very introspective. I, a lot of, of comedians have have had very hard lives. Mm-hmm. They've dealt with a lot of adversity, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. challenges, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. But it's you know, so they have a lot to tap into, okay. Um, okay. and you know, so I think that's I think that comics are just you know they're just really amazing people. Hire a comedian is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Not all comedians are nice. I work with some doozies, yeah, but yeah. most of most of the comedians that I work with mm-hmm. are, you know, traveling comedians. I mean, we don't really book like headliners. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have headliners, but not, mm-hmm. I'm talking like, you know, like, you know, the people who are like playing stadiums yes, and the bigger stuff. I have had them reached out to me oh, and because really? they see because comedians talk. Mm-hmm. I get so after a show. Like the next Monday, all my in- inbox will get flooded with mm. talent submissions really? because they have gone back to LA. They're like, I did this show in Wine Country. Lisa Pitt, she's the producer. You get this. You get. She treats you like <laughs> it's amazing. She when you get there, she reserves a parking space for you. She right. has a box lunch for you. She has a bottle of wine. Meanwhile, they're back in their LA studio eating like cold noodles, right? Well, and they're they, like, this is not what I. They had so, just come off a show, right. and the the bookers like, sit there, don't move. Right. Basically kind of thing, you know, <laughs> so I get a flood of it. And and so uh, I just, you know, I think that there you treat we don't. So basically, I've had major comedians reach out to right, me. Right. And I just was like, well, can you take five zeros off that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, let me yeah. tell you what. What, yeah. what does it cost to someone to take to go to a show? Right. Because like a major comedian will charge like 80, 90 bucks. Yeah. To get a ticket. So is this like this, I mean, even more? Is this the same thing for your shows or what are they at? It depends on the talent, but our, our general price is 32 to 34. So that's manageable. That's like yes. actually real, for yeah. a date or, or yes. a couple or whatever. You, you can get in there yes. and you're not like broke. We have even. VIP tables, right. um, but that's, you know, for a couple hundred bucks. Okay. But, you know, and those always sell out. But, you know, it's like a group that wants to get together mm-hmm. with friends. But yeah, and, and I actually do get a lot of calls from mm-hmm. people in town, you know, in Sonoma County in general, like, why is your show 32? And I can go see the show. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. Go. I'm paying my talent really well. I have right. a, I, it's a company. No, I have 32 a is a good price. Yeah. 32 yeah. is a great price. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I mean, we used to charge 28. You direct and, those people to me. <laughs> I 
will tell, let them know. Tim, you've always been such a huge do, supporter do you of think, ours. Do you think podcasts are free and electricity and whatever? Yeah. Um, have you ever had them make wine? Well, you mentioned the cooking thing. Have you ever said, okay, you guys are now going to make wine, and so you give the comedians a chance to make their own wine? Because that yes. would be a disaster. We have had oh, yeah. um, some private. I've done some private label wine okay. um, with comedians on the on the. But bottle. you didn't have them squishing the grapes and they've been doing the process. They haven't really squished. They've been like just in the 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 barrel room or whatever, and kind Got of it. done the punch down right. and stuff like that. Well, a lot of people don't know wine countries, and the only way we make wine is Italian girls in red skirts, barefoot, right? Because that's how we do it, right? Yes. There's like exactly. they have a union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no additives or anything like that. It's very <laughs> Quick, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we've thought, well, I guess I can reveal some of our um, intel. We have been I- I pitching um, wine. So when we first started, 2015, a, a major production company reached out to us. Mm. And they wanted to produce a reality show mm. based on Crushers of Comedy. Oh. So we went to L.A., met with them, brought a bunch of comedians with me, and we mm-hmm. talked about it. And, you know, and it, 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 we nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And my wife, Carly, and, we, and I, we always talk like it wasn't it wasn't ready. We weren't mm. ready yet. We had mm. just, it was only like a year into the production. Right. But uh, somebody that I worked with down in LA thought she pitched it. She's like, they want to talk to you about this. Mm. And it, nothing panned out. I never followed through. They actually sent us home to shoot like our own pilot. Got it. Which we did. Um, you guys shot your own pilot. Yes. <clears throat> and then I always say that it was really never meant to be because mm. I hired these two guys from San Francisco mm. and they ghosted us. <laughs> They came up. It was yeah. in the cave at Deerfield. Mm-hmm. We had eight comedians coming up from San, uh, from L.A. And, all, you know, all of the comedians now, except for like two of them, are now just about to become super famous. Mm. And I'm just so I just thank God that would have been great. It probably wasn't right for them yet. Right. Because right? right. they still had a lot to do. But um, we yeah, we shot it in the cave and we had interviews. It was like and then they the they, production guys didn't show up. The camera people they came. We shot it. They didn't we give did, you the film. They didn't give us. I couldn't get in touch with them. Then they gave me the the video portion. But if you don't, you, the audio you have to sync. So they mm-hmm. record the audio separately. So By the way, anyone anything. watching this on YouTube knows that I cannot sync. So that's good. It's good you bring that up. You can at what? I can't sync oh, you can't audio. Sync. I do a horrible job of it. So oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to sync. Yeah, I do some yeah. editing too. It's like, oh my God, it's like the <laughs> mouth doesn't match. Bob always yells at me. You know, like, just imagine it's like an old Japanese Godzilla movie. It's fine. It's just, we're fine. <laughs> we're cool, man. It's Saturday matinee. That yeah. is very that, so that is very true. If you, my Netflix is doing that right now in mm. one of our TVs. It's like the mouth doesn't match the... No, actually, you're having a stroke. What? <laughs> Don't say you smell that. toast? Knock no. on wood. Oh my gosh. Um, no, sorry. Go ahead. So I'm you almost had a TV show, but the guys ghosted you. The guys ghosted us. Right. And then he's like, okay. Then he sent me the video and there's no sound. And then he sent us the audio. Right. But you couldn't hear it. So then. That's another feature I make in my podcast is not being able to hear. Actually, it sounds like I was the person. So sorry for that. No. So, was it so you? It was me. Was his name Schmim? Yeah. yeah that's, was, that's my alter ego. It was Schmim, Schmim. everybody. Hello, Schmim. No. It was, it didn't work. And then we had one of the comedians try and work it. It didn't work. So mm. I just said, you know, and then the production company, you know, ITV, they just never right. got in touch with us. So I said, you know what? Let's just let it go. So right now we are in the middle of uh, pitching again. Okay. And we've had two meetings okay. um, and we have a couple more coming up. Okay. It's all about... Um, you know, the network's giving out their mandates of what they're looking for. Right. And what's so, hot. What's, yeah. what's going to be trendy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you're so, telling me the Kardashians are going to put you in it. That's what I'm hearing. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with the Kardashians. <laughs> but, I mean, no offense to the Kardashians. Right. I'm sure but. they're lovely people. <laughs> yes, stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, okay. I, I did promise one thing to you. Yes. You're not a comedian. No. <clears throat> you're not. But I, uh, and you're not a dad. You're a mom. Yes. 
but I'm a dad. I don't know. I could be a dad sometimes. Could, what are you talking about? Whatever you need. <laughs> I, I will get you the cargo shorts that come with <laughs> being a dad. Um, I'm, I torture my kids with bad dad jokes. Okay, let's okay, hear them. So I've got a couple here, and if you don't like them, it's, but if, you, if they're good, I'm willing to do a show. Okay. But it has to be in the Walmart parking lot, okay? Okay. The dad's hanging out. Okay. <laughs> so, so, Lisa. Yes, go for uh, it. Three fish are in a tank, and one looks to the other and says, do you know how to drive this thing? Up. <laughs> Lisa, oh, do, you like, do you like music? Yes, I love music, Lisa, of course. Wh- what genre are national anthems? Uh, I don't know, but on bump, you tell me. Country. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, give okay, me another one. Run another one? Okay, yeah. my wife found out that I was cheating on her after she found all the letters I was hiding. Yeah. She got mad and said she's never playing Scrabble with me again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, not good. Not good. I mean, I mean, there are you could you could get up if you had like a hundred of these. Yeah, a hundred of them. Yeah, and you just got up to the stage and you kept telling one one right one just real fast. Of, oh, you just be a do hit. it. I'd be, but it'd be like sort of like um, uh, Mitch Hedberg and his observational stuff, but not funny. It would be it'd be just like it, but not or Stephen Wright, but not funny. I'm showing you my age, so I'm like like comedians. Be authentic. Are Tell, not alive everybody right needs to know everyone's age. I hate when people try to hide their age. Right. Just no. Like, okay. Hey. Speaking of age, I have I ask you a question. You're gonna do something right now. Yes. Tell me. Open up your phone contacts. You're not gonna read the names. Okay. Type in uh, type in these three le- these four letters. Ready? Hold on. I have to go oh, into my contacts. Contacts. Okay. Yeah, contacts. Go for it. Okay. Add, I mean, add new. No, no, no. Okay. Just, you're gonna search. Okay. Go search. Ahead. Ready? Yeah. Type in these letters. L I S A. What? Type in L I S A. Okay, I did. How many are there? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm not saying 11. you're not what original. I myself? Thirteen. I have fourteen Lisas. If you are a Gen Xer, yes, you. I guarantee have more than five Lisas in your phone right now. I guarantee it. Really, but Lisa, I was born in 1969, uh-huh. and at that Gen time, X. I, oh, it's just we're Gen X. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Duh, Gen yeah, X. Yeah. Um, I just, I had a brain fart there. Um, my mom said at that point, at that time, it wasn't a very popular name. That's right. why she chose it. Right. But I'm going to point <laughs> something out to you. <clears throat> You're two years, well, you're the same age as one of my sisters. Okay. My other sister's two years younger than him. Her okay. name is Lisa. Okay. Her best friend growing up was Lisa. Oh my goodness. Our next door neighbor, her name was Lisa. Or Elizabeth. No. Or Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trick. So it's, um, I, really I do cool. own the, yeah, the Lisa thing came to me when I was like, just one day I was like trying to call my sister. I'm like, oh, my, my neighbor's named Lisa. And the other neighbor, I'm like, there's a lot of Lisas in the world, but you're the only Lisa that matters right now. By oh, way, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lisa.com. Yeah. Did, did you say you own the URL Lisa.com? Does someone own that? I don't know. I should check. I'm sure they do. I don't know. The internet yeah. thing probably won't catch on. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this. If people want to know how to get tickets or information or stuff like that, other than Lisa.com, where should they go to find out about the Crushers of Comedy? Crushersofcomedy.com. Crushersofcomedy.com. Yeah, or laughseller.com. Or laughseller.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to, this is crazy, are you going to try to build a physical club again and have a spot? Or is like, is this a better concept? Or am I asking you something that's painful and thanks for dredging that up to No, I, I appreciate you asking me. We um, are not. Mm-hmm. We When we had our actual physical comedy club, the mm-hmm. Laugh Cellar, mm-hmm. 
you know, the fires really hurt mm. and it was, you know, and so we went back to our roots. And you guys were up there. Skyhawk. Skyhawk, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, we went back to our roots mm. and we, it's just so much, it's so much more of an experience. Mm. You know, it's like we were wine country comedy and it was really tough. It, that space was small. We could only do like 90 seats, which okay. was really hard for us, you right. know. Plus you have constant overhead, mm-hmm. right? Like you, yes. you have a, a lease. Yes. And so the, the offside is now you really got to hustle to pay yes. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot of freedom to it too. I mean, we could do whatever we wanted. We weren't at the mercy. Because, like, you know, the wineries have busy schedules. They have their own events as well. well. They also make wine. Yes, they make wine. And (laughs) and we're always working around. And we're, they're great. We're always, you know, our partners. I mean, we do shows. We've done shows at Landmark, St. Anne's. Um, We've done shows at a lot of wineries in the Sonoma Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, after COVID, so many... And this is understandable. A lot of wineries had their own initiatives mm. that they had to cancel during COVID. Mm. Wine club parties, you know, all these things. So they wanted to get those. And a lot of weddings were backed up. Yeah, well, I mean, weddings. A lot of weddings. Yeah, and so Deerfield is the, is the only place we have been since we reopened after COVID. Okay. okay. Um, we are going to start doing shows at Buena Vista Winery again okay. here in cool. the town of Sonoma. Yeah, yeah, we used to do shows there all the time. And so, again, they had a lot of initiative. I mean, they you know they do so many events over mm-hmm. at Buena Vista, and so we just they were just trying to work through and getting through all those events, and Got so. It. Now they want to revisit. Um, John Charles loves the shows there. He right. just, you know, thinks it's a fun um, addition to. And he's a event. showman himself. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. even, even when you, I mean, he's got these crazy different rooms and. Yeah. He's known for his socks and. <laughs> he has great socks. <laughs> he's I a love character. His socks. Um, socks are also a sign of intelligence. They, they are. I read this article. Like wearing in socks Times, or not wearing socks? Wearing really fun, funky, unique socks. Oh, really? Uh, are, is it, people who wear those, are they found they have high IQs. It's an article. I read in the New York Times. It's got to be true. <laughs> it's an article. An article. Brought to you by the Fancy Fox <laughs> Socks Association of America. Hey, Tim, I just thought of something. Yeah. Well, before I lose this thought, Go. you're onto something. I think one of our shows, you should be the opener. Me. Yeah. We could, you know, just the director of our, who's, who, do, who directs all this amazing tourism here in our oh beautiful valley, God. Tim, and he's right. going, and Zoner, he's going to, and you just do a bunch of fun I one-liners. Just, just bad one-liners. Three just, minutes. Just spiel real fast. Three minutes. It'll be okay. amazing. And they're all like grape-themed dumb yes. jokes. Yes. I... Yes. You'll get a lot of laughs. I guarantee you. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> If uh, I can probably, if I work for an hour, I can come up with three minutes of, of uh, material for Three you. minutes is a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. I help new comedians. I, I, a lot of people, I work with them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I let, like people will come up and say, you know, they'll email me, do you have an uh, open mic? And mm-hmm. I say, I don't have an open mic, but how about we do this? Mm-hmm. I'll let you come on to one of my big shows for two minutes. It's better. Oh. You know, you'll be in front of a, hundreds of people. You'll, you'll we feel try it. it out. Yeah. Cause open mics, it's like, if you're the last comedian and everyone else in the audience is an open micer and they do their set and they leave you're the last one you're right. performing to nobody that's uh there's so. an open mic up in san rosa at brew coffee shop yeah and, yeah, comedians. and it's kind of funny because yeah. open mic is also though like you might have an accordion player yeah and then like someone does like a really sad poem yeah. <laughs> and then you're walking up there and you're like speaking of dead grandmas yeah. and you're like oh this doesn't oh really work God, right I know, yeah it's hard it's so yeah. that's nice of you to do that you're an incubator yeah. for comedy i have there's a girl who's been home from college right now she goes mm-hmm. to a university down south and she's lives mm-hmm. san rosa and she's home from college she's been on to several of our shows and really she loves it's great you know she's like teenager so, and she's do you know. guys have like a YouTube channel too or Instagram or any of those social medias we do we don't have YouTube but we do Instagram the, the okay. laugh seller okay yeah and Facebook the same and so people can yeah. kind of see do you ever show some of the show like little snippets of the shows as allowable by copyright law blah 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 or? no I you know I never show any videos of mm. uh, uh, performers and mm. they appreciate that mm. and we have a you know we have an announcement before the shows please no video of the performers uh, okay we're trying to bring back the ownership 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people in the audience, they think it's fun to like record the comedy and then put mm-hmm. it on their social media. And it's really not their content. They're kind of clout chasing. They're yeah. stealing the, uh, the, the humor. A lot of comedians ask me, you know, in their contract, you know, please no video. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, if I do want to use a little snippet, I'll Mm -hmm. have to get their approval first. I I even get approval on their promotional shots, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that they feel that they're represented the best way out in public. (laughs) You you know, the weird face, the screen grab or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Even the bios, too. You know, make sure it's all up to date and that they have everything in there that they want to put out there. So you're being nice to people in show business. (laughs) Did you learn nothing from your time in L.A.? Oh my gosh, you know, I know. I you thought know. you were supposed to be like throwing lattes against the wall. That's why I'm not like... making the millions of dollars now. I could be <laughs> exploiting these comedians, exactly, you know. You but idiot. I God. do, I do, I do get asked a lot to be managed talent. Mm. And I have in the past, you know, done it for a short while, but mm-hmm. it's after I had, you know, Gigi, I just don't right. have time. And that's what, I mean, you've got, you're married, you have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your wife, so. uh, she's a hairdresser, right? Um, yeah, she is not a hairdresser. Is that the right word term to use? Yeah, hairdresser, stylist, cosmetologist. Yeah, she's okay. a, they all of it above. Oh, yeah, beautifier. They make they make the stuff that I don't have on top of your head <laughs> magic. Well, she could dye that gray. For she years. could. <laughs> thanks, thanks. So I've been working for years on this. I oh, have I have leases in my contacts to show how old I am. Don't you know that I've earned this gray? So yeah. You should yeah. never dye the gray. Although no. I do. Ooh. You don't. No. You know what's funny? I my wife um, doesn't do that sort of stuff, and so I'm I'm blind to it. I'm stupid. I don't know how women work often. Okay. And so <laughs> when someone will do something like if you if you did something to your hair and you didn't want me to know about it, right? I'm so dumb. I'm like, oh my God, Lisa, what'd you do to your your head? Right? And my wife like hit she's like, You're so dumb. Don't talk about that. Yeah, but I'm like, but look, it's different. It's like a different color now. <laughs> or like when people get um and no one ever does, but the uh, the stuff down in their face with the needles. Like Botox. The Botox. Yes. I'm always like, you know, something looks something looks different with you. And and my wife's like, You're such an idiot. So You yeah. mean their forehead's like very smooth and yeah. And surprised. I have to admit, yes. I've had Botox. You look great no Thank matter you. what. I, I, <laughs> I embrace whatever you want. But so, okay, so is your wife still working in the, in the beauty business? She is not. During, she had always been a part-time oh, health coach. COVID, yeah. She decided to change um, careers. So she went back and got her like coaching uh, nutrition oh. certification. Okay. Now she's she's a health coach and she has a ton of clients. Okay. She can do it from home. She doesn't okay. have to go to the salon. She okay. coaches people all over the country, actually. Oh, good. Okay. And she's loving it because okay. she, you know, my wife, Carly, is one of the most positive people I know. Mm. She's always uplifting people. That probably helps you, yeah. though, because like yeah. running a business with like a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. It's probably good to have a partner. It's she's like, she's great. Lisa, we can do it. She know? has actually a good gut instinct, too. She mm. is something that I just I think she, it's so amazing that she has. A, mm. She's she knows and she's always right. You know, I. I <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you want me to record that for you later? Yeah. <laughs> She'll play that. She's always right. Keep like Carly is always right. Always right. About people. Oh. She'll say, oh, you know, I, I think that. The gut feeling. Yes. And then mm. I'll say, oh, look, I'm just going to give it a try. And then, of course, she backfires on me. Right. And then she's right. But yeah, so she's a health coach. She does amazing. She okay. actually has some comedians that, that she's oh, really? coaching oh, right now. Okay. Because, you know, they are in, you know, in front of the, you know, people all the time. Stressful. In front of the camera and on live on stage. Yeah. And so. Yeah. She's helped a lot of comedians, like, you know, okay. get back into a healthy lifestyle. You guys are kind of in a complimentary field mm-hmm. now. That's good. Yeah, and as yeah. partners, I mean, you're running this business, but she's helping you. And it sounds like your daughter is also your assistant talent scout. She comes to shows <laughs> from times. Yeah, she, she, she's she our... Do she, earmuffs? 
she like, we're not going to talk about that word at home or like. She doesn't come to the actual show. She'll come mm-hmm. pre-show. Mm-hmm. And because you got to remember, she was in the belly when, you oh, know, yeah. we were we were putting shows on. Right. And so I remember. So we her had... internship was in utero. Right? She was like there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She we had our when she was uh, four weeks old. Mm-hmm. We had a show at at Landmark mm. um, Vineyards in Kenwood, and we brought her mm. to the show because everybody was emailing, is Gigi going to be there? And we're like, okay, we're going to bring a four-week-old to a comedy show. Sure. sure. I'm not kidding you not. She had a procession of people yeah. in line wanting to see her because oh, they yeah. had seen her. They had been waiting for baby G babies to come out. Are, babies and puppies? Yeah. <laughs> two things everyone can agree upon. They're like fantastic. Yes. They love them. So so people know G. And oh, nice. She'll, she comes to our shows at Deerfield, and she'll help with the check-in. And she'll, mm-hmm. you know, she gets to run around the crush pad. She knows a lot of our, our, our guests because <laughs> right. a lot of them come back. Oh, locals. I would say like 75 percent of the, you know, a show is not 75 percent, but maybe like 55 percent mm-hmm. um, are repeat. They just because it's their monthly fun, yeah, yeah. you know, and they live right there. Right. And it's they can bring their picnic right. and they can have their wine and on a Saturday night. And, and the price is right. Price is right. Be close to home, you know. Right. And so so they she goes and runs around the oh, audience. Nice. And then nice. once the show starts, Carly packs her up and drives her home 30 <laughs> seconds. And then she gets really mad. But, you know, no, I want to stick around. Yeah. Well, I hope, uh, you know, when she is 21 and is, it's 21 to go to the shows. Yeah, because you get drinking. Yeah, we 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 do accept eighteen plus. Okay, so as long when, as you don't drink. When yeah. she's old enough yeah. to, you know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping and I'm sure that Crushers of Comedy will be going on long after she's of legal age to come to yeah. shows. And yes, maybe running it later or I hope what so. she chooses to do. So. Or maybe she'll be a rock star. I don't know. I kind of want her to be a drummer, or okay. I want her to be a pro surfer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So either one's fine. Uh, what, is it the School of Rock? Isn't that like a place in Santa Rosa oh, where that they, place is great. they teach yeah. kids how to do rock and stuff? And they are. Okay. So you can sign. I yeah. love it that like Gen X parents are like, yeah, I wish my kid was a rock star. Whereas our parents are like, why are you not studying math? And you're yes. Like, you're like, why aren't you a teacher? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. What could have been? Gosh. Two of my. How did you, how did you get into yeah, Like you're, were you in always in marketing or PPR? No, or? no. I, well, you know, I majored uh, in, in college in like the most useful uh, degree in philosophy. <laughs> well, that, that's <laughs> and English. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just did freelance writing and, and a bunch of stuff. And philosophy is very useful. Uh, it's useful. It doesn't pay well. No, <laughs> unless you're a professor. You know. Like, well, let's think about money. No, um, yeah. So I did not uh, go into a, or, or, or I chose a field that's very broad. I should right. say liberal arts. Did some writing and uh, substitute teaching. I taught bilingual woodshop in Milwaukee. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing at all, both <laughs> in the language of Spanish <laughs> and in woodshop. Oh my gosh! But I did do a little bit of woodshop in high school because okay. I, 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 I was only cast in one play. But so I'd help out with the other ones. Well, I have yeah. to tell you, woodshop is not a, a subject anymore. They don't even offer woodshop oh, or car mechanics. Kids these days, they don't teach anything. Did they have auto shop? Well, you know, it's coming back. They're calling it, but now they call it CTE, Career Technical Education. Oh, okay. So by, by the time your child is in like high school, there are they have realized that uh, going to college and getting a bunch of student debt isn't for everybody. Yes. And so they're kind of like, you know, maybe we should actually have plumbers. Because yes. pro tip... Uh, having someone that knows what to do with poop is a smart thing right. for a city. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, you got to figure out what to do with that stuff. Plumbers make the bank, man. They, they really do. Plumbers, electricians. We were at a dinner that. party last night, and two people there own big wine companies. Mm-hmm. And they told me, if they... <laughs> If they get resumes in and they have a college degree, they put it at the bottom of the list. That's terrible. I said, "Are you serious?" They're like, "Yeah," and not because they just there's 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 no experience. They it want just shows that you know how to sit down for four uh, years. Yeah. So can you sit down for forty? 
But yeah. it's like if I get someone that has uh, food service experience, because right. with a philosophy degree, I've done a lot of uh, bartending right. and waiting and shorter <laughs> cooking. Uh, That's great. I, I'm always like, well, this person knows how to work under stress. This person understands prioritizing. Right. Um, if they've done front facing customer service, like like a wait, waiting tables, you can deal with angry people. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of skills. You talk about soft skills that you can transfer to other jobs. Right. Um, yeah. But knowing how to turn in a five page essay. You know, nowadays they just rip them off the internet anyway. So yes, I it, know. there's different skills there. But, you know, how about we do a comedy thing called Back in My Day? And it, <laughs> it's mainly about just growing up in the 80s. Which well, that is like. a theme. The, the people yeah. love podcasts that have to do with nostalgia. It's, oh, really? It was like trend, it's trending. Yeah. Really? People yeah. just want nostalgia. They want to talk about what happened in do you the know why? childhood. I, I have a theory about that because, like, when you deal with tourism, you always have people who talk about things have changed. And you're like, well, everything changes, right? right. The, the very, back to philosophy, the very nature of existence. Existence has changed, right? right? But what really people are saying is, I am nostalgic for that time when I didn't have the same responsibilities, mm. Interesting. and where things were taken care of for me, and my back didn't hurt all the time, <laughs> right? Because people are like, things were better in the '80s, and you're like, dude, they were going to launch nuclear bombs at us, That's and we true. had to hide under desks. And, and so there is a nostalgia, but at the same time, it was like, it's just because your parents were stressed out and worried. And you weren't because they were taking that on. So I think yes. nostalgia has that kind of uh, yeah. aspect to it. But it's a hell of a drug, Lisa. Drug. <laughs> <People laughs> yeah, it really is. If people want to talk about what they did in high school, what they yeah. did in you know elementary school, or just yeah. even memories from you know pre-COVID. You yeah. know, so yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah. Jesus. yeah, people always talk about that, don't you think? <laughs> PC, the one PC we can get behind pre-COVID, guys. Yeah, because, isn't that the topic? Like, oh, oh every time, how are your shows doing? Well, pre-COVID, it's different. From pre-COVID, you know, it's, it's like before yeah. the end times. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm glad we're back. That's yeah. that's important. Well, I know it's so good to be back. And and it's it, I mean, wasn't it weird? I mean, I was always wondering. I hadn't. I didn't come to Sonoma proper mm-hmm. during all of COVID. And Carly and I would be like, let's <laughs> the 15 minute drive. Yeah, I'd be like, let's drive down there and see what's going on. And right. we felt like because we just stayed at. There was not. There, there were dragons. It was like it was like a big hole. <laughs> like who's walking? walking the streets, <laughs> exactly. You know? Nothing happened. Um, well, for everyone listening, uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID, Sonoma is nice. But there's. It's now. It's you know we're back to. Uh, almost exactly how it was before as yeah. far as business and things like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing a lot more accents around the plaza. So the international people are back. Oh, good, good. Um, and it's kind of exciting to, to kind of hear that, yeah. you know, and be like, oh, thank you for coming to our country and, and seeing how things are yeah. and, and really experiencing it. And again, it's, it's sort of like when people go to a winery, like your comedians, they're so excited about seeing a grapevine. Yes. And like, isn't this amazing? And, and you have to kind of like, that's right. This is amazing. Aren't yes. we lucky to be here? So lucky you know? to be here. I always, I think that every day, I mean, I yeah. drive out onto Highway 12 from yeah. our home and I look and I just see the Vicundi vineyards yeah. right there. And I'm like, wow, so incredible. Although we did drive out of there in a fire too. That was scary. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> Which never happens. Never happens. It's, it's like that anymore. Authenticity. <laughs> Authenticity. <laughs> I know. All right. If people want more information about Crushers of Comedy, give me the website one more time. Crushersofcomedy.com. Crushersofcomedy.com. Get the information. Yeah. And if anybody wants information about Sonoma Valley, uh, deals, special offers, sign up for emails and find the calendar of events, including the Crushers of Comedy, go to SonomaValley.com. Remind all of you, I don't know what else to say. It's either like, comment, subscribe, or follow us, or whatever it is, do it. And uh, Lisa, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Tim. I just want to say one thing. You've always been a really big supporter of our of ours, and I, it really means a lot. It really does, you know. So thank you so much. Well, hey, I I love supporting it. You bet. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa.